What the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Take it away, Sophia. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Unwaxed Podcast with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine. Like the chapel. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, every time, um, I was just saying this, but we were we were introducing Sistine to someone recently, and we were saying how every time she says her name, no one pronounces it right, ever. Oh, Celine, the first Christine, 16. Cece. <laughs> I mean, I just... Sometimes I just make up a fake name. No. Or I just say yes the first time. But I it just reminded me of that really funny. I remember we went to Disneyland. And this was at the time that It's a Small World was oh still God. arrived. I'm still upset about this. I know. They shut it down. I think, or they redid it. But look, I haven't been to Disneyland enough. So I don't know if it's still there or not. But I think it shut down. But when we went, they would ask you before you get on the ride what your name is so that the little characters could say your name. And so I remember Sistine would always say her name and she would say, she was this little thing. And she was like, Sistine, Sistine, Sistine. And it, they still, every time we get on the boat and it take us through and they go, Kristen, <laughs> Sistine knew because they would go, Nicole, Natalie, Kristen, Sophia, and those are our cousins. And Sistine would just start crying throw on the fit. boat. She'd throw I was so fit. upset. Also, we'd go into the gift shop. I never had a keychain with my name on it. Or I wanted one of those license plates. Everyone had one with their no, name on never it. Never yours. Never. Never yours. That's, is that why you changed? Is your name Tina now? Is that why? No, Tina came from my high school friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, because mom, when she screams at me, she calls me Sistina. Have you ever just gone out and not fixed your name for someone, like helped them out when they said your name wrong? Yeah, just leave it. What was the name? Someone called me, uh, well, they call me your name a lot, and Sophia, I don't correct it. Everyone thinks that you are me and I'm you. We're one and the same. I see you're rocking fake freckles today. No, no, no. Own it. I'm a big fake freckle girly. Wait, why is that Why bad? are you like, you don't, they could just not know that I have fake freckles. But you don't I have like to say it. that to people. I think it's so cute. Scarlett still thinks that I don't do mine well and mine look really unrealistic. Yours are just, yes, I actually do have to agree with her. I'm not going to lie. I saw yours the other day. I think you did it yesterday and they were just like very big. And they Hold just, on, yours look bigger than mine. Mine don't. Like you can, I, I think you can kind of look in the thing. It doesn't look the too perfect. That's what's wrong with yours. No, I was going a little random. No, but your, so yours are kind of all over into That's your, the point. What freckles just sit on the little bow of your nose? That's not realistic. I mean, it makes your nose a little cuter and smaller, but I don't know. I says Scarlet, Scarlet's like the freckle police, I think, with that stuff. She's She literally uses that stuff every single day. Every trend that I've gotten, I've gotten from Scarlet. Yeah. She's so ahead of the times. Mm -hmm. Every time I play a song, I'm like, Scarlett, do you think it's cool? She taught me white eyeliner. She taught me how to line my lips. She knows everything. I still, I just listen to top hits. I've realized that that's, <laughs> I tried. I have like my one, like not even, this is not even niche anymore. Like 1975 was like my niche thing that I had. Or um, I think it was, oh God, what is the band's name? Now I'm forgetting the band's name. Obviously I, they don't matter to me that much, but I would always listen to top hits. And now I feel so lame because like you have kind of like cool artists. And I've been trying to do that lately. And Why don't you just ask for myself? my playlist? Because I want my own playlist. Sophia, I want my own identity. Just accept that you 
or one of the million that was obsessed with Taylor Swift for no reason. Oh, wait, first of all, I don't think that was a hidden fact. I think I've. I know, but that <laughs> to me. said I was a fan. That to me, it's like. I want to say I oh, get it, but I don't. I don't know. come for me. Don't come for me. I, you know what it is? I think is? she's a great artist. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why she's a great artist and why girls really like her. It's because, this is the thing, I wasn't a huge fan of her until this last year when I had a breakup. And honestly, when you listen to her lyrics and you're going through something, it hits. She's a great lyricist. And that's what I think is the thing no, that makes people love no her. No doubt. And a great performer. No but. doubt. Sophia was... Oh my God, there was a period of time where you would only describe scenarios with one of her songs. She'd be like, Sistine, this reminds me of your ex and then play a song. Oh, this the, reminds me of- Can I tell you what's so ironic is the fact that when I gave it to Scarlett, she was like, oh, Sis Sophia, describe my relationship using a Taylor Swift song. I did. She loved it. I gave her three. She's like, wow, I'm adding this on. Who was chirping on the side saying, hey, Sophia, give me my three. I wanted to see how accurate you were and- I couldn't relate. I'm and sorry. she said she didn't relate. But I didn't I, relate. Because she didn't listen to the lyrics, just like how I try to explain. But speaking of relationships, we all need to hear what we've been dying to hear, what which is the Halloween date, the haunted house date you were literally talking about last oh episode. Oh, my God. You guys. Okay. Last week, in the middle of the episode, I get a text from this guy sending me the haunted house that we're going to as a date. I thought he was kidding because we originally had just planned for dinner. So I thought he was just being silly, goofy boy. Yeah. First of all, we get dinner. It was so much fun. What was fun about the dinner this time that wasn't So I've known him for, I want to say a year now. Mm -hmm. He lives in a different state. We've only seen each other once before, but we've always kept in communication. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. He said, I'm in New York. I'd love to get dinner. And I said, sure. I also went into it. I'm not going to lie thinking we were just friends because my brain didn't compute. Like, why would he want to start a relationship with someone or date someone if we're not even in the same zip code? Sassine, you guys have kissed before. Why would he That's go okay. take you to dinner Hold on. as a friend? That makes no sense. You can't say that counts. I was drunk in a nightclub. That's not and fair. And then he's verbally asked you to go out multiple times after that. So you going into it as a, this is just a but friend But I'm thing. the type of person where... I need someone to literally grab me by the shoulders and say, this is a date or I like you because I will think it's any other scenario. I'm calling well, cap, but okay. I found out very soon into this dinner that it is a date and I was okay with it. What, I was like, what, yes. Then what was the, the move or the verbal thing that he said that was... It wasn't anything that he said. I think it was just both of our mannerisms. I felt really comfortable. There was a little bit of tension there. Yeah. A lot of laughs. The conversation didn't lull. I was like, wow, this has been such a lovely evening. And um, the drinks were flowing. And towards the end of dinner, he goes, I'm going to order us two shots of tequila. And I was like, why? That's very ambitious for a first date. It's date. a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, what's the goal here? He's trying and to loosen her up. That's what well, well, I said, <laughs> okay. Because I still have an issue saying no. But I said, okay, why not? Yeah. It's a Wednesday. And I said, what is this for after we took? And he goes, we're going to the haunted house. I shit myself. I really did because part of me really didn't want to go. Just because I like scary movies, I don't want to be scared by actors. You've 
This is the first time I think I've ever heard you say that. You've always been the biggest fan of anything that scares you. And now you're saying you don't want to be scared. Is it because you didn't know him? No, they don't it's be because I like being scared in the comfort of my couch. Okay, so on, in, not in a, yeah. a realistic setting. Okay, No, thank fair. you. I don't want to be in the movie. I want to watch the movie. Yes. So we walked to this haunted house. It was... Remind people what it was called. It's called Blood Manor. And it's the scariest haunted house in all of Manhattan. Conveniently, it was a seven-minute walk from our apartment. So I was like, okay, that just is working out too well. Also, that's terrifying that it's that close to our apartment. Point exactly. So we get to the haunted house. I said, okay, there's no backing out. And what I really enjoyed about this guy's energy and, and what he was saying, he's very much a why not? Let's go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Live a little kind of mentality. Yeah. And I feel like I need that. I need a guy that brings me out of my shell, pulls me out of my comfort zone because I will never be the person to take that spontaneous trip mm -hmm. or or go to a haunted house on a Wednesday night just because it'll be a fun memory. Yeah. I'll never do that. He taught me a lot, which was really like, nice. What, what was that? Just, just, about, oh, just, things in just about like how I should be. And not that he was telling me what I should and should, shouldn't be doing, but just about so corny but the whole life's too short kind of yeah. thing and um, I know that's corny I think that everyone can relate to that but maybe I won't be that person but I should definitely be with someone that that's that's their personality no but I don't think everyone is naturally a person that is willing to step out of their comfort zone I think that's what you know differentiates people from one person to the other because I would say yeah. look I I'm a yes girl too I will if you say like let's go to Mexico City tomorrow and I have a great place and this is gonna be I'd be like a hundred percent but I'm not the person to initially do it. I'm not the person to book I, it. Book it. I'm not the person to think, I'll go take myself to a museum by myself. That's probably the most adventurous thing I'll do. Right. But you also know that the telltale sign that you like someone is when they want to do experiences with you for the first mm -hmm. time. And those experiences are always fun. Like, I think you need to find someone that you know you are going to enjoy, even though you're terrified of skydiving or bungee jumping or. Mm -hmm. Riding on the beach with a horse. like It's, it's, it's a trust thing. Like, I trust that this person is going to share a really good experience yeah. with me. And, you're, and you just knew with this guy specifically, like, after especially probably this one, that, you know, you would have a really good time with him regardless of the yes. environment. So, yeah. the haunted house. <laughs> right as we're walking in, we're greeted by two terrifying clowns. That's... And instantly I said, I wish... That's where you lost me. I wish Sophia was here. No, no I that's, wish that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> so badly Sophia was here. I would have a heart attack. So I asked the clown, I said, how long is the course? He didn't answer me. He spoke in clown. He was grunting. Made no sense. The other clown said, mm -mm. it's about 20, 25 minutes. So it's almost two miles of just haunted house. You go in from room to room. Each one has a different set design. There's about seven scary actors that pop out in each room. I mean, it's crazy. You have to walk down pitch black hallways and mm. then they're coming from the ceiling. Like it was hysterical. Who was hiding behind who? Okay. I was, he put me in front first, which I was like, this won't work out because I am not the person that should be shielding you. Yeah. Red flag. Oh. You know what I also... Actually, I don't blame him. I think he's a genius. That's what I would do to it's you. It's actually so... Wow, I just remember this. About a few months ago, I was talking to mom about this, and I said... She's like, okay, well, where would you like to go on your first date? Oh, my God, I cannot believe I forgot this. And I said, honestly, I would love a guy to bring me to a haunted house because... Because I want to see if he'd protect me. 
That will show his character right there. When danger is coming at you, how is he going to react? And he put you... For the first second. And then I shoved him in front. I said, absolutely not. And then you gone, okay. But what was really funny, and at one point I was in a ball with him on the floor. I was peeing myself because I was laughing so hard. At the first jump, I screamed his name and I was like, I'll say it's Steve. I was like, Steve, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, right? And then all of the monsters, like walkie-talkied each other throughout the entire maze, said this guy's name is Steve. So every room we'd go into, they'd be like, Steve. That's gnarly. I would throw you under the bus too. I'd put you first if that was my name was being called out the whole time by demons. Because he kept saying, how do you know my name? How do you know my name? Anyway, it was so much fun. Um, It was a great, great time. But I don't really know where that leaves us. How do you feel after the date? Like, how do you feel about... (sighs) Oh! Dish it, spill it, say it, do it. Okay, here's what's crazy. I haven't... And I'm not saying I like this person. So if you're watching, I don't like you. But I'm interested in you, okay? (laughs) Let's get that clear. I haven't liked someone... In a really long time, I feel like I've gone on so many dates yeah. and I've never left being like, I would see this person tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day I want to keep seeing them. I want to mm-hmm. keep going to dinner with them. Yeah. And this is maybe it's the first guy since my ex that I've really enjoyed an evening with. That's great. But it's been a bit. <laughs> it's been a, a long minute. It's been a long minute. <laughs> I almost feel like I forgot what those initial feelings are like again and I hate it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yep. I haven't thought about anyone but myself for over a year. And now I wake up and I'm like, is he going to text me? Oh is he going to say good morning? God. Is he going to call me today? Like, and, I yeah. hate that. I now hate I'm it. spinning again. I know. And it's so annoying because I hate to admit that when it comes to like love and relationships, it is the thing that swarms your mind and you don't want to and but you're it's I don't know if it's because it puts you in such a vulnerable position and it's you just the subconscious it constantly spinning your brain out for yeah. no reason and he's probably just sitting there eating a bag of potato chips no I think guys feel the same way I think they think about things and they you know maybe not maybe not as intensely like as we overthink the timing or whatever but I do think that you know if a guy likes a girl he's definitely He's definitely strategic in some ways. I yes. mean, this is obviously situational, but I totally get it because I've had, yeah. I mean, look, I was kind of going the same thing you were going through. I mean, if we, if you know what we were just talking about and it's just like, and it just exhausts you. And if you don't have to deal with it, it's just, if it's not worth. If you really think about how much of your day you spend thinking about someone else mm. that you don't even know where their head's at. I mean, that is what a waste of time that is. I know. But I'll tell you what he did what really correctly. And this is maybe, I don't know, I think he did so many little things that I thought, okay, this is why I like this person because I haven't seen that in most of the guys that I've been going on dates with. Mm-hmm. Of course, he did all the gentlemanly opening the door, you know, pleases and thank yous. Yeah. Like just did all of that and more. Yeah. What I loved, which most guys don't do, and I don't know why, is that same night, right as he dropped me off at my door, right? Mm -hmm. About 15 minutes later, I didn't get a text. I got a voice note of him saying how much he enjoyed the date, how much he had the best time with me, how the next one is going to be hard to one-up. Just something to – and then he's like, thank you for, you know, spending a night with me. It was amazing. And I was like, you know what? 
That's so refreshing. It's, it's so nice. nice. And it takes two seconds. Yeah. And it just makes your number go up tenfold. Yeah, I do think those little things. It's yeah. always the little things. Like people say, people overlook it. You think that she won't notice when you move her from the street to the sidewalk. Or you, it's you everything. move her or you open the door for her or you – you know, walk her home. Just like it's it's so simple and these little things are like, oh, they, she won't even notice it. But it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And is that sometimes us like asking for the bare minimum and being it's, so happy about it? That's what I'm also Maybe like, it's because we don't bare, see, it, see often, it often. That we're just so in, in entranced when we do receive it. Yeah. If you're trying to court someone and you want to be the guy or girl that that person talks to their friends about the next day. Do those little things. Yeah. The texting the night of. Do not play it too cool. I hate like, oh, I don't want to text her that night. I'll do it the next day or two days from now. I want to play it cool. Why? That is the stuff that she'll remember and like you even more for. Yeah. If yeah, if you like her and you want to make a move on her, then you know. Yeah. I think it's just all about energy. I I don't know. I always you know, I don't understand people when they say, Oh, I don't like it when there's like too much attention. I'm like, I think attention's really not I like to see some Said action no one here. Ever. I don't like to waste my time. I, I want to see that, like, you had a good time with me and, you know, there's a follow-up to that. Yes. You know, something. But Switching gears a yeah. little bit. It's Thanksgiving week. Yes. We're officially in fall. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say we're getting into wifed up winter. Not far exactly Far from happening. it, people. Not <laughs> well, exactly. Actually, you're closer to it, but I'm far from it. We've actually been doing a lot of really romantic dates, you and I, recently. You and I together. We've been doing a lot of couple stuff. We have. And it's not like we've planned these things. We just kind of started to mm-hmm. do it. I mean, I'll say this fall has been very wholesome. And it's so romantic. And I can totally understand when New Yorkers say, like, come during the fall. It's beautiful. It's this, it's yeah. this, it's this. And I go, okay. You know, I always went in the winter. But my God, it is the air, the leaves, the the, the clothing. The Everyone just seems so happy. It's, it's like everyone's back from summer. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, also, let's just bring up Christmas is right around the corner, so everyone's decorating. The fall movies, I mean, you can go from, like, When Harry Met Sally to even, like, you know, what we're doing, Harry Potter. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm actually really happy we're doing this. Yep. I was so sick of being left out of these conversations pertaining to Harry Potter because sue me. I didn't watch all of them in she, order no, she, like everyone she else She says did. to me – so it, I, I watched like I think Order of the Phoenix or something random on a flight – and so we were looking at Peacock, and they just put all of them out. Yes. And so I said, oh, we should definitely watch them. And she goes, yeah, I haven't seen all of them, and I haven't seen them in order. Are you kidding? Are you under a rock? She took the test, and she knows she's Slytherin, but she doesn't know anything about her house. So I had to, we had to teach her. So we are literally on a Harry Potter marathon, which but is I love like that I'm a best. Slytherin because green looks really good on me. <laughs> So it just Brad everything, looks good on me. Everything makes sense. So we've been doing a Harry Potter marathon. Yeah. We went to the Harry Potter store. We, well, first we walked to Bryant Park. So they have like a winter village over there, and it is so beautiful. I mean, there's little uh, little coffee shops, and there's a ton of dessert. There's an ice skating rink. Like, first off, it is date central. Sistine and I are probably the only friends there. <laughs> like, we're I'm sisters. actually. You say that now, but while we were walking through Bryant Park, I said. Quote, this place is really cool and special, but don't you think it would be even more cool and special if you were here with a guy and so was I? 
And you were like, no, no, I don't need a guy to have fun. I can be single and do this with you. I'm just as happy doing this with you. I and that is a like flat that. out lie. That I didn't say it like that. You're making me sound like I was a prima donna there. I said, no, you, it was a totally different context. Regardless, when we were walking back, we first off got some apple cider and then we had some pie, <laughs> pie on a stick. <laughs> as we're walking back, um, we see, because we're in the midst of watching Harry Potter, the giant Harry Potter store. So do you know what we did? At 8.30, we walked inside. And do what we did there, too? We bought ourselves some two mugs, two coffee cups. We put on all the merch, and we were running around we, like we were 12. It was really – was, we touched every single wand. Yeah. And we're like, hmm, I don't know if Snape's wand is for me. Hmm. <laughs> Hagrid's <laughs> isn't for me either. <laughs> like, who's, who's fit? And so um, we definitely got into the spirit, and then we went home and watched it again. And now we, we wake up every morning with our Gryffindor and Slytherin cup. <laughs> Very wholesome of us. I know. Another thing that I would say is kind of wholesome, but not really, is you're doing Sober November. Oh, can I talk about that? I'm going to talk about it anyways. Okay. So okay. she doesn't get it. Because no one honestly is uh, – everyone's confused. Every time I told someone I'm doing Sober November, they go, no, oh, you're not doing Sober January. There's like other months I d- I did it too until last Saturday. <laughs> I Look – I, this is what I'm doing. And actually I'm doing a bunch of things. And I think that I'm really excited to share with you guys how I've been feeling the last 30 days after I've done all these things. Cause I'm not just doing sober November, which I actually cannot recall the last time I did not have a glass of wine for just one week straight. Like I've had, I don't drink often. I'm not someone that has, you know, drink, drinks five times a week, but I would say like at least once or twice a week, alcohols included. Um, and so I decided after Halloween, I go, you know what? It'd be really nice to give my body a break. And I've never seen it's. I, I sound like an alcoholic saying like, I haven't stopped drinking, but no, but I think like okay. consecutively, I haven't done 30 days of cold cut. None. I think I would argue because we were in LA, we hardly went out being in the most social city in the country. It feels yeah. like that's pretty much how you meet up with people. Exactly. Oh, let's meet for a drink. Oh, you want to meet up with this friend? Let's go get a drink. Oh, let's go to yeah, a bar. Yeah. Like, so you drink way more Even than you Even in LA, I'd have like a glass of wine when I'm making dinner or like when I had my ex over, we'd always have like something to drink. And I just don't remember the last time in the last eight months that I just hadn't done it. So I mm. want to dedicate 30 days of just cold turkey, like no drinking. <gasps> I'm still going out, by the way. So that has been definitely very interesting. And I definitely want to tap into that by the end of 30 days and talk about what I've learned with social settings, the way people react when you tell them you're not drinking in a social setting and they're drinking. Why do you have to tell them though? Well, no, if I'm having a drink, they ask like, oh, what are you having? And I say in front of my girlfriends, oh, I'm, I'm not drinking. It's always like a, oh, an audible gasp. Like, I know. Why? It's so and weird. So I, well, definitely like I want to have a longer time to talk about this after, but I'm also not only just doing that because I figured, you know what, if I'm going to be on this whole wholesome train, for 30 days, I want to wake up and do meditation for 15 minutes a day. Mm. Like once with Abraham Hicks or Joe Dispenza, like one of those manifestation meditations. No idea morning. who those people are, but it, they love that. It just is a guided meditation for you to visualize something. And, you know, it kind of it, you are reminded about being gracious and gratitude with the things that you already have mm. and being appreciative of the environment you're living in. The fact that you have a bed and you have a family or you have food on your plate or you have friends or whatever it is just to kind of bring you back to your center. And then also doing daily affirmations. And I know this sounds really cheesy, but I, yes, I do look at myself in the mirror and I just say like three positive things about myself. Like what I, you do. Yeah. I've done it for the last, so however long it's been so far. Can you share what one of yours today were? Yeah. So 
I told Sissy this morning, I woke up because I'll say every day is not easy. I'm not, this has not been something where I'm suddenly instantly the last five days going, oh, I've gotten it. You wake up sometimes cranky, tired, anxious. And so this morning I woke up a little anxious because I thought I wasn't good enough. There's a lot of things been on my mind lately. And so I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, what are three things I want to say about myself? I said, I am compassionate. Mm. Like I love my friends. Like I really care how they're doing and I want to hear from them. And I, I am a good listener with that stuff. I am smart enough to pursue the things I want to pursue. I am smart enough to, you know, make it to the next step or, you know, take those leaps that we've been wanting to take. And also I just said, um, like how I love the body I'm in. I'm like happy who with who I am. And I'm appreciative that I have a beating heart and 10 fingers and 10 toes. And so it's just things like that to kind of go, okay, like, you know, you're to good. To recenter yourself. Yeah. Like at yeah. the end of the day, you think that a stubbed toe is the worst thing in the world, but then you go, but I'm really not that mm -hmm. bad. Like if you look at a lot of the world, like you're not in a horrible place. I think it's really hard for us to get out of our heads and kind of recenter and go, you know, worse things can happen in life with, to us. And, yeah. you know, what we, we all have our struggles and some people have good, some people have bad, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not saying that my struggles are any less than yours or someone else's, but I do think that, you know, I can reframe my mindset to going, you know, this is a part of life. This is probably a lesson. There is something coming from this. There is probably something that I'm going to learn from this, or I give someone a lesson from this. And so, at the end of the day, I am doing these three things and also cutting out a little bit more gluten and sugar just because my skin has been acting up. <laughs> so that's another part of it. So I want to give so, after the 30 days, like what I felt in the last and see if there's any transition. But I will say so far, like definitely feeling some things, especially like physically. I can see. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should take a page out of your book. It's fun. And you know what it is? It's also nice to have a goal for a month and dedicate to it because I feel like you know, people, we have our jobs and things we do every day, but don't you, isn't it nice to kind of go throughout the day with a mental, like a task, you know, I am not going to do this or I am going to do this or, and it is, by the way, it is hard for us yeah. to say no. I will say with the whole drinking and stuff, I was so tempted, so tempted so many times to just like go, I'll have a sip. <laughs> I'll just taste a little bit. It's, I'll do this. it's a crutch oh. when you're in public. It's a crutch. Oh my God. You have no idea how often I was like, God, am I, I'm not addicted. But like the fact that I was just so, I had that urge to do I it. I think I'm it's like, just that when you're in a social setting, you feel comfortable. I don't even think it's the alcohol that you're missing. I think it's just the hand to mouth motion of mm -hmm. having a drink in your hand. Yeah. If I were you, I would just fill club soda up with some lime. Yeah, I mean, like, you could totally fake it. But, I mean, this can be a good transition to something we wanted to talk about, about career-wise. But I feel like the last few months, especially, like, going through, you know, moving to a new city with, and like, for finally being single again. And then also just those other things in our life that's going on. I'm like, you know what? I really want to restart mm. in a certain way, like, in this small kind of way and just see, you know, how my – mental state is after doing this like what if this is going to improve my physical state because I want to just feel good because I think if you feel good you behave well and you you f you feel like you can accomplish more things like you're more confident with yourself when you physically feel like do you know like when you're sick you're like lethargic it, it, it's kind of one of those rebalancing and reshifts in your yeah. mindset and so I don't know I mean we were talking about this last night with our like career and I think that people can relate to this yes we had a very deep conversation over a burger and a milkshake two straws which totally goes against your no gluten no sugar and we've, thing we've come to the conclusion that 
I am the one that loves to dip the fries in the milkshakes and sustain. That is just disgusting. I'm sorry. No, it's not. That's disgusting. The contrast of hot to cold. Like it's It's just sweet and salty. It's not that hot to cold. No, 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 no. But it was uh, frustrating because I think for a long time, I would say maybe this year the most being 25, launching ourselves into a new city, Mm -hmm. trying to stay afloat. It feels like all the time with friendships and work wise and Everyone always says that being in your 20s is the best. It's the best time of your life. And you this is the part where you get to live and make mistakes and be silly and run amongst. But Sophie and I have never been those types of people where we're okay with just existing in the moment. Like we need something that fills us, that gets us up every day, something that we know we're working towards this end goal. Mm-hmm. And right now it seems like I'm my own worst enemy. I make up so many scenarios in my head. Like my brain is always on overdrive. I can't sleep. I make up about 50 to 100 a day where I'm just overthinking, Mm -hmm. stressed, having imposter syndrome. And I guarantee 90% of the things that I'm stressed about aren't even going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to happen. Right. And I always question like why is it that I put so much pressure on myself to be somewhere at a certain age? Like, why won't I be able to find my success at 35 or 40? Why do I have to feel like by the time I'm 30, I need to be financially secure for the rest of my life, have a routine down, have a full-blown business, have employees? Why? Because it's the perception of social media. And I think this is something that people maybe you're going to like hearing is that you look at us online, specifically Sistine and I, and you think like, oh... You know, they look like they've got their lives together. Everything is perfect. The hair, it's the all this. a lie. You know, you guys, <laughs> everything is so fabricated. With those 400 photos we take, we post one. And I think that that's the hard part is like being in this specific industry, it's a lot of young success. And I, and it's a very rare but young success that people have with their with their careers. They do something extreme online and they make, mm-hmm. they monetize it. And, you know, I think that you and I, you were and are great in school. You were always someone that if you were given a job or a task, you've always executed it well. I love homework. I, she loved it. And I did I too. I love it. If someone told us to do something, like we have to get this memo up or whatever it is, we will get it done tenfold. Like we were, we, I, we were raised like that. And I think that being, you know, independent and also we are entrepreneurs. We're, we're a lot of the money and things we do, it's, you know, through ourselves. If we don't do it, we don't make it. And so... You know, I think it's hard not having like a consistency. We're trying to also compare ourselves to all these people that have done it and yeah. figured it out. You know? I think um, I'm not speaking for you, mm-hmm. but for me, I think a lot of the validation that I get is through other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm doing a good job until someone no, really tells me that. you did a good job or I don't think I'm taking the right steps until someone says, no, you're actually going on the right path. Mm-hmm. And when I don't hear that, I'm constantly self-doubting myself. Yeah. I know where I want to be and I know what I want to do in five years, but it, I, I'm always questioning, will I actually get there? Is it a waste of time? Mm-hmm. Should I have a plan B, C, yeah. D? And I'm trying right now really hard because I think it is important to have these conversations because in a way I'm hoping it'll light a fire under my ass and just throw myself into it and not worry so much of feeling rejected or embarrassed to put myself out there or not telling myself you shouldn't go for it. Right now I'm trying to convince myself (laughs) that the frustration that I'm constantly feeling 
is going to turn into success. Like I'm hoping that the struggle will become my strength. Yeah. No, I think I think there's that huge misconception that, as you said in the beginning, um, was that your 20s are supposed to be like the most fun, the most crazy, the best time of your life. And, you know, every adult tells you that to like really enjoy these 20s, which you should. And you, you, I mean, at this point, this is the only time in your life that you are able to be a little selfish is what you said the other podcast ago. But it's also the biggest and hardest and darkest struggles of your life because you are building for the future. And so I was saying this to Sina actually on the way here, because I feel the same way too, is that if you are feeling like this, Everything that you're doing now, if you are, let's just say, like for me specifically, um, my whole life I've been a reader and I've read and I read and I read and I never thought that was going to go everywhere. But all of those times that I felt alone and I was forced to read and I was like, how am I ever going to get out of this? It developed into what I'm passionate today, like with writing and having a book club. And so I think that you have to think of it as a way of, okay, there is going to be an end at the light of the tunnel with everything that you're doing now. Mm-hmm. That all of these 20s and struggles and, you know, the pushback that you get. Because, you know, when you're in your 20s also, I feel like there's a lot of rejections because of your age. There's a lot of rejections because of your, you know, your youth with not having, you know, the professionalism of someone that is 40 or 30 years older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it's kind of just having to remind yourself like, Everyone is in the same boat as you. Everyone is trying to figure it out. Everyone's trying to find their partner. Everyone's trying to figure out their career. Yeah. And it doesn't work overnight. Like, unless you're just, you become viral famous one day. And that's not even sustainable either. But I totally also understand when you're saying that you need the validation from other people. Because I'm the same exact way. Yeah. And I hate it. If someone says. But not even from friends, really. No. I think I really want it from my parents. And I think because they're so wildly successful and my mom is a massive businesswoman and my dad is you know sly yeah we almost feel this need to okay how there's no way I'm gonna be able to amount to that level of fame that Mm -hmm. he has right but how am I going to create something build something on my own that'll be just big enough for them to say wow, yeah. we raised good kids. And I think that that's been something I've, I've, I mean, if anyone can relate to you, it's me, because I feel like you and I have this, you know, a little internal pressure that we put on ourselves is that how can we make them proud? This life that they've given us, yeah. how do we pay it back? How and do we return it? I know. And maybe, maybe we are thinking that it takes us having an empire for them to go, oh, we're proud. they're proud of us. Don't get me wrong. They are proud of us. We, I think we've turned out pretty good, but I think that on another hand, us as we're getting to become adults, we want to make them proud as adults, not mm-hmm. just as you know individuals. We want to make them proud as working, succeeding adults, whatever that is, whatever form that is. But I just the twenties, the twenties ain't <laughs> they 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 the part. I will say that they're they're not easy. All the time. I always Jesus tell Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's tough. I oh, always man. tell people I can't wait till I'm thirty, and people are flabbergasted when you're I say that. I'm going on 30. I really am. I don't know why, but I feel like when you're 30, you just stop giving a fuck so much. You're so self-conscious when you're in your 20s and you care so much about what people think and like you're worried about your relationship status. I feel like when you're 30, you just start having a little more fun. I think you start giving less of an F about things. I mean, I'm just two years older than you and we were just saying this. I can feel myself starting to become a person where I just want to be in my perfect environment. Like, I think that when you're in your 20s, you're pushing yourself to be in all these crazy environments or these moments, which is good. I think that taking the leap on things and traveling and going and moving and taking that job you didn't think you were going to take and dating that guy you shouldn't date, 
all great learning lessons and all growing situations. Mm -hmm. But as you start entering your late twenties, like for me specifically, I can just feel, and you can actually, you can feel this too, even yeah. just in your, your 25, that you just, I'm starting to just want to be in the place that's going to make me happy. For me, I love calm environments with a lot of trees, a dog, and a book. Like that's honestly my happy place. And being in, you know, in the city, it's a little chaotic and I don't feel like I am myself. And so I feel like maybe if I put myself in the environment and like this is how you feel too, putting yourself in the environment surrounded by the people that you feel like are most relatable to you, where you feel like you can grow and, you know, feel the most at peace with yourself so you can confidently go into things without, you know, feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. with a lot of external pressures. That's really just a, a good way to, you know, I guess, thrive a little bit more in life. And so that's why I'm I'm kind of at this place where I'm starting to redirect and so sustain our mindsets. And we're thinking about like even next year, like what are we going to do for, you know, living situations? Like we both want to live in two different places. It's going to be very... Very interesting couple months. So stay tuned to that. One day at a time. One day at a goddamn time. My brain hurts, honestly, after oh that topic. God, that after. Oh, I do want to say something. I had a really wholesome night the other night. Oh, what was it? Okay. So right now, I'm also on a friendship journey. Mm -hmm. I've never been one to have tons of friends. Yeah. And moving to New York, especially, I've had somewhat of a roller coaster experience in the friendships that I've had and the ones that I'm trying to make. And it's really, really, really hard for me to not click with someone because I can really get along with anyone. But for someone to like me, I always feel like people don't like me. It's so stupid. 25 brain. I, I feel like people don't like me. So anyway, I started um, really putting myself out there because I never reach out to people. And I said, I'm not going to do that anymore because a friend isn't going to land on my doorstep. I really have to go and try. Yeah. And so I've been hanging out with this girl a lot. And I was like, let's do something really fun. Like I went to Color Me Mine. I picked up some pots that. and, and um, mugs. And we went to her apartment. We painted them on the floor. And her roommates were there. It was so much fun. And I got this text the, the that same day from her just saying how much she is happy that we've met and that she appreciates me as a friend. I love and. That. And literally I wanted to cry because I feel like I haven't felt that yeah. from a friend. Because like you have your friends and Scarlett has their friends. And I've always used your friends as my friends. But I feel like I've never... Had your own friends. Right. Or had that girlfriend to call after a date. Or yeah. if I had a bad day or if I had a great day. Like I never had that person. And I feel like I'm finding that with this person. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me so happy because I was like, is it me? Am no, I the problem? You know, what's so, you know what it is? This is not a talked about topic at all, which is the struggles of making friends. It's so because hard. Because truly, like, you can't, you are not the only person in the world that has left college, went to a different place, and had to restart their life. Completely. Like, you've also had to, you know, restart a couple times because of you've moved to New York, you went back to LA, you went to New York, you've been on the go. And so it's, I mean, Scarlett and I, we've had like the four years to, you know, develop something with people, and that's what's sustained. But, like, not everyone has that luxury. Mm -mm. Not everyone has that luxury. And I think it's so tough to find a genuine friendship because I feel like people, especially as they get older, are less likely to open their bubble. I feel like people, when it comes to making friends... Oh, the friends, bubble gets very it's small. It's very small, and it's a hard pop. Not to, only does the bubble get know, smaller, you start kicking people out of the bubble. Yeah. And you start realizing, and I'm kind of going through this epiphany right now, a lot of the friendships that I once had, they're not serving me in the way that I'd like. Mm -hmm. 
I think people definitely grow apart and, and personalities change and they're on their journey. I'm yeah. on mine. But sometimes I think you don't really realize how bad a friendship is until you admit it to yourself. I think for a long time I was just almost denying that the way that certain friends were treating me, we're, especially we're in social settings, it. was okay. Yeah. Because maybe I was just too embarrassed to admit that I would call these people my friends and they would still treat me badly. And you also didn't want to be talk alone. Talk crap about me. You were like, I don't want to. Well, I didn't want to be that girl with no friends. No, I told But you <laughs> think, you're not. You, she does have a few friends, but I, it, it's hard to make a best friend. It's really hard so to find. Hard. It's like you can have a lot of friends, but you know, the quality of the friend is very different from each person. Like you, everyone says you have a different friend for a different thing. Yeah. You have your friend for going out. You have your friend for like deep talks. You have your friend. Do you know what it is called? It's like finding your sister. It's like yeah. finding your sister that's not blood. And that's, that is like the hardest thing in the world. And it, it doesn't, by the way, and I want to say it does not just, it doesn't take time because I've met people within the last three years that I've known less time than people I've I would call my best friends for 12 years that I'm the closest with now. And I'm yeah. like, you are for sure going to be my bridesmaid. You are for sure going to be my, my, my That was a friend. crazy question I, I said to Sophia the other day. I said, you probably have a good idea of who you'd want standing up at the altar with you, right? Mm -hmm. I said, I have no idea. And that's sad. So but it's long story short, a lot of people long have story short though, I'm feeling so good about this friendship yeah. and I'm so happy in the direction that it's going and I'm just like bliss I'm more excited about this than like any day I, any, honestly when ever. she came back from her date versus like her friendship date she was way more happy about the friend she's like this is so Wait, much fun also? all the friends were so great da -da 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 -da. and I was so happy to hear that because I'm like god she's, she fucking deserves it like finally thank you but yeah. you want to switching up to, to make it more lighthearted, um I did something so so toxic the other day what? with this guy. As bad as what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Wait, but okay. Um, <laughs> sort of going back to when I was saying that you start to overthink things when you first see a guy that you sort of like and you always are trying to do things to get their attention. Like maybe you're posting in your story more. Maybe you're yes. playing hard to get, whatever it right, is. Right. So um, Scarlett's boyfriend... Louis, we, we love, love you. <laughs> we love him. I love you. He sent flowers to our apartment the other week. Very polite, very kind. Yeah, as a thank you for something. It was so sweet. Only we knew that they were from Scarlett's boyfriend. No one else. So I may or may not have made it look like a mystery man had sent me personally <laughs> the flowers. She posted it on her story. And get this, it worked. He called me. No. Yep. Oh, girl, that's like, you know, you know that trick where people say that you're at a uh, restaurant and you go to the bartender like, hey, send me a shot and say it's from the guy across the room, but like don't point out exactly who it is. That yeah. is literally the same thing. Genius. That is genius. That's a hack. If you want to get a guy's attention, Wait, pretend you got flowers for some I actually, guy. hold on, I have Toxic. to find this. <laughs> I found the funniest article sort of relating to this on the Daily Mail the other day. Oh, here it is. Where we get all of our news. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> this guy, legend. He is arrested now for this, though. Oh, God. Boyfriend who dated 35 women and told each one he had a different birthday, so he regularly received gifts, is arrested for fraud in Japan. I'm sorry. That is... 
so funny. It's kind of a genius hack. He told them all of his day. So we got 35 gifts all the time. That's so awesome. Imagine every month I mean, you're no, expecting a new gift. He's a bad guy for that because he was a liar. And oh, he probably did. Okay, you got arrested for fraud. Months, you definitely got like two presents a, or three presents a month. I yeah. know. But like kind of genius, but a bad guy, but kind of smart. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would be so excited for every month. I'd be like, ooh, I'm getting two presents from two different cousins. I mean, how funny is that? I'm getting arrested. Obviously, there's something going on other than that, but that's so funny. I know. I've never heard of that before in my life. I know. Oh, I mean, we've God. all said little white lies in relationships. We've all done little things here and there. Here and there. There's the flower one is an innocent one. Harmless. 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 Tasteful, actually. Harmless. Tasteful. And you know what? I didn't even write anything. I just put a little blushing emoji. Like, <gasps> you're so good. You. You're so, 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 so good. <laughs> okay, to wrap up this very interesting episode, I did not think we were going to go on this journey together Can today. Can I say, I freaking love this episode because yeah. I, no, I'll tell you why, because I think a lot of our episodes are very goofy and they're very silly and we are, that's who we are. Half the time we are like that. But honestly, I think truly we are this side. Mm -hmm. You know what? Not even half the time. I'd say this is us 80% of the time. And then our goofy side is our 20%. Yes. And I want to show you guys that we, we, you know, we do have some insights and we want to be vulnerable. We are unwaxed. And so I, I'm happy about this episode. Yes. I really like it. I actually am unwaxed because while you're doing no alcohol November, yes. I'm doing no shave November. So Ew, I'm really living no, up to no, our brand. No, okay. Sorry. Sue me. <laughs> Everyone do no shave November. So <laughs> next week, give a little preview of what I really want to talk about. We're going to LA for a few days. Oh, yeah. Sophia is going to be giving an incredibly sentimental and brave speech for Children's Hospital Foundation. Yeah. And I'm so proud of her. And Thank I cannot you. wait to hear the speech. Maybe we'll let them hear it too. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can read it. But let's just say also I have a fear of public speaking. So me thinking about it is giving me knots in my stomach. You're going to do fantastic. You'll be giving I can't a even drink. <laughs> I can't You'll even calm the nurse. Listen. <laughs> You'll be giving a speech about your heart, and I'll probably be reshattering mine because I'm considering seeing my ex. Okay. Okay. Where I hope mind? you guys <laughs> had an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Remember, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're going to start doing listener questions. Leave your question in the ratings and review section. Give us those five stars, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for all the unwaxers. We love you guys. We'll Mwah. see you next Tuesday. Bye.